Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eyes of the Mize. My name is John. That's Ian. It's me. Yeah. This is episode 77. Uh, new clients, new formats, who dis? <laughs> I had a slight part in that title. <laughs> we all know who the superior memer is among the two of us. Yeah, it's uh, basically <laughs> you, and they're terrible. They're always bad, and I will never claim otherwise. Uh, it is March 28th, almost August. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about... Wait, almost uh, August? Dude, what the sorry, heck? almost April. Wrong A month. I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard August. I'm like, hold on. Scratch that. <laughs> Rewind. What? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Um, Bruh. So we're going to quickly talk about... Uh, Ian went to Rags to Riches this past weekend. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, Dominaria coming out. And we're going to talk about some of the mechanics and some of the cards we're excited about. We're also going to talk a little bit about about uh, Brawl, the new format that Gavin Verhey introduced, and then we're also going to mention a puzzle that popped up in a few of my magic circles that it's a real puzzler. Uh, but first, before it, we talk about any of that, we're going to turn our eyes to the crazy. community. The lock, it, it's ridiculous. I'll talk about it later. First, let's turn our eyes to the community, where we had a few things going on first. Remember, Dominaria comes out April, 20, April 27th. GP Seattle is in two weeks. Or a week and a half, basically, and you're oh, going to be there. Don't remind me; I'm still not ready. <laughs> You'll never be ready. That's the that's the trick. Yeah, that's that my is, trick, Captain. That that is the truth. And also, uh, for the past two years, uh, resident um, art art guy Vorthos Mike uh, did a um, has done the MTG Dogs March Madness bracket, uh, and uh, this year it ended in an exact tie between uh, Mike's dog Toblerone. And uh, Lindsay's, uh, Ian's girlfriend's dog, uh, Shadow. Yeah, so Shadow is Lindsay's family's pup. A very good girl. Uh, and literally, Mike dug into the API of the votes. It, it was a 305 to 305 vote. And, like, they're both good dogs. They're all good dogs. Let's be real. They're all, all dogs good, are dogs. good dogs. There are some bad ones. There are good dogs gone bad. There are some bitey ones. There are some bitey ones, but uh, the finalist was going to get a a playmat, I believe. And uh, um, yeah, it was the, uh, the the dogs. Wow, the dogs package from the uh, magic for her stuff, joke stuff that Car Kingdom put out. But right, both parties will Lindsay's sister, who is the person submitting the challenge or the pictures and stuff for shadow and mike have both agreed to donate it to the charity event that mike will be running a little bit later in the year uh to raise money for puerto rico and we will talk about that once we get more details because there's been some spicy stuff donated for that oh, yeah, from the there's community. a lot of stuff that that mike is tweeting out that it looks real fun like was it uh, jace tribal the, yes jace, jace tribal all foil Jace Tribal, if I recall correctly. If not all, mo if not if not all, it's mostly foiled out. But yeah, yeah. the community has chipped in a bunch of cards. Uh, there's an old school deck. Yes. I think it's an old school rack or something like that. But yeah, it's it's some pretty spicy stuff. But that'll be coming up. We'll mention that in a little bit. However, that's the first community. Thing, first thing, you went back to Card Kingdom or Mox Boarding House and played in the Rags to Riches tournament again. Yes, uh, this is Rags to Riches 18. Uh, now legal um <laughs> or, th or this time it's legal or i think was like the the tagline they they make some weird taglines for these things um i went three two one drop <laughs> uh so the reason why i dropped is uh, so there were seven rounds uh maxed out event 
sold out on Tuesday uh, before the event, which is actually darn good. The professor was there, so I got mm-hmm. to see him again. Always great to see him. I actually played against him in round one. So, like, I'm like, oh, it'd be funny if I play against round one. I, I go up to the thing. I'm like, table one, me, professor. Damn it. <laughs> it gets funnier because earlier in that morning, he had been talking to uh, a mutual friend of ours about getting the popper. And he's like, oh, darn, I'm getting a popper. And then professor was like, oh, let me show you what Affinity can do this weekend. And I'm like, so I'm, so I was going to leave the Affinity hated home this weekend, dot, dot, dot. And he's like, judge outside information. <laughs> And I'm like, you posted it to Twitter. It's it's public. But no, yeah, we you're... joked around it and like sat down and like he's like, I know what you're on. I'm like, I know what you're on. He's like, Yeah. Uh... It was great. So he was playing Affinity. And we went to turns, went to turn five, and the game wasn't over. However, I had literally on turn four of turns established the fact that I had a uh I had the mnemonic wall, mnemonic wall, ghostly flicker with pulse morass in my graveyard loop ready to go mm. and i also had rolling thunder in hand mm. and i would have been able to stay i got down like four life five life or something like that and then i was able to loop a bunch of stuff back by blocking a bunch of their carapace forgers and mirror uh imperions i think it is uh the seven man the seven man of four, four seven man of four four with affinity for artifacts yeah i'm yeah. looking it up yeah so I, I blocked that a bunch of times so i'd like do that loop the wall back in my hand play get the thing back then loop the block uh, loop the mirror wall back. enforcer mirror enforcer not superior uh superior the one that has the weird bug on magic online that's right. the one you, you can only pay like weird sources for it i don't remember exactly but anyway so uh, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to scoop to you because you won at, or you would have at least beat me in the next two turns. I was like, yeah, I, I have like, been like, yeah, I even have Rolling Thunder in hand. So all I would have to do, if you're not familiar with the combo, is I literally just go Rolling Thunder for 10 or like Rolling Thunder for 8 or whatever like that. Flicker both my walls, get back, go through Flicker and Rolling Thunder, then untap, cast it again and just like start cycling it that way. And just it would take me like two, three turns to beat him to be on the safe side. But... That was great of him. I played two other mono black control decks. So mono black is back-ish. Mm. It was kind of weird. And then I played a two, actually, blue black control. And it is a Delver. Uh, uh. I beat Affinity, beat mono black once, beat blue black. No, I lost to blue black and mono black once. Tied. No. Lost to Isadelver. Lost to mono black. Tied blue-black control. One blue-black control. Beat Affinity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Affinity, mono-black, blue-black control, my wins. I lost to Delver, mono-black. Tied blue-black control. Um, nice. Format's still great. Format's still awesome. I love my deck. It's um, still Marasatron. I was actually playing Stonehorn Dignitary. That's the three and a white, one, four. When, this enters, when Stonehorn Dignitary enters the battlefield, your opponent skips their next attack step. Right. So it's a great way to flicker it if you have mnemonic wall and that down. You basically lock your opponent out of ever attacking ever again. Kind of, kind of cheap and chintzy, and great for the Popper Marasatron deck. Yeah. Uh, who wants to play grindy games? That said, the winner of the event. Oh, actually, no. So the reason why I dropped is at between round six and seven, I looked at the score. So I had ten points. I was second behind. Uh, one other person, I was like 22nd or like that of the 10 point person. So I would have had to win my next match, hope my opponent lost, 
and then hope that literally anybody else on 10 points who won didn't end up with better tiebreakers than I did. And even then, I would have probably slotted in at number 16. There was no way for me to hit top 8, but top or 9 through 16 got a deck box. So I was just like, oh, cool, a deck box. But it was gracious donated by the Professor and Ultimate Guard. It was like one of their new Chroma Skin ones. Right. Like the little flip top sidewinders. Pretty cool, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing and like hoping to hit tiebreakers just for a deck box. Of course. Um, If I was playing for top eight, yeah, I would I would have absolutely played it out. But I was just like, I'm going to scoop and go with Lindsay, Jordan, and uh, Sam, the guy who does Kitchen Table Magic. Got to meet Ooh, him this weekend, yeah. and we hung out, and the four of us had some beers and some cheese curds, and it was a fun time. Nice. So it's great meeting people in the community. So who won was actually the per- – so funny story. The person who won was actually the woman who was playing next to me in round one of GP Phoenix. <laughs> she <laughs> nice, was on nice. the breach deck. Uh, she actually won the event too, funnily enough. So um, she was playing a spicy little new take on uh, an old friend. Is it uh, Kiln Fiend? This time mm-hmm. she's ditched the Delvers and brought in Spellweaver Eternal. Okay. The Piker uh, with Afflict 1 or Afflict 2. I think it's Afflict 2. And Prowess from right. uh, Our Devastation. Uh, she's playing also four mana Morphos in the deck and running Ooh. 17 lands. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I know. John, I think you'd like this list. I mean, I'm already in. Like, yeah. you, you had me at red spells. I have the list, dude. I'll, I'll ship it <laughs> to you. But I'll also post the link to the actual tweet of her deck list down below in the comments yeah. but it was fun but speaking of blue the twitter uh popper guru alex ullman was tweeting too about how popper right now is if you're not playing blue in some way shape or form you're technically doing it wrong in popper um out of the top 10 spells and top 10 creatures in the popper format as accumulated by deck lists for magic uh, mtg goldfish which is not the end-all be-all, but is widely considered to be one of the best go-to sources for this. Had to caveat that. Some people were kind of meh about it. Like, mm-hmm. nearly every spell is blue, with the exception of, like, one or two spells towards the bottom of the list, like uh, Boros Monarch plays, and the top eight, with an asterisk on Gurmag Angler, uh, are blue. <laughs> reason we say that with... You don't play Gurmag Angler necessarily unless you're playing like a Tortured Existence deck or you're playing a blue-black. Like Thought Scour. With Thought Scour. Storms. Yeah. yeah, ones where you're just basically incidentally getting a bunch of cards in your graveyard and delving it out. Like there is a blue, there used to be blue-black Delver in the format. So right. funnily enough, the number eight creature is a sideboard creature. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's the, What's the creature. It's the, uh, the Geist that, uh, Oh, Stormbound Geist. Yeah, it's Stormbound Geist. Two and a blue. Uh, it's yeah, two yeah, one, blue. Or blue well, one blue blue for blue. a two-two with undying, undying and flying. And it can only block flyers. Yeah, I'm not curious about that one. It but it's literally just there. It's there to like, block Delver. It's like, hey, I eat a bolt or I eat a removal spell and come back as a three-three fight. Exactly. Me. And it also blocks Delvers. Yeah. Which is annoying. Um, uh, I'm not surprised that blue is so dominant in a format that is literally all cards ever made that are common, you know? Like, yeah. Again, when we talk about some of the cards that are legal in Popper that are commons, we're talking stuff like Brainstorm, Ponder, Delver of Secrets, Preordain. Counterspell, Preordain. There's just so many very powerful blue cards 
even without access to things like force of will, which by the way, was an uncommon in alliances. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, there's just a lot of very powerful things you can do. And yeah, it's... Those, uh, those powerful blue spells you mentioned, by the way, are played in Is It Delver, which is considered to be the best deck in the format right now. People are, like, Alex is saying, like, like th- something needs to get banned. It's either Ponder or Preordain needs to go. It's probably Brainstorm. No, Brainstorm's not powerful enough. There's the shuffle, I mean, I, the, the fetch effects aren't nearly as prevalent. That is true. But anyways, uh, you, have to, you either have to pay mana to cycle Ash Barons, or you have to crack an Evolving Wilds. Um, it's Ponder or Preordain can set you up a heck of a lot better in that format in terms of giving you forward momentum. Right. That's pretty good. That's it. It's just more of just sculpting your draws a lot better, and especially when you have such a tightly spell-packed deck that's running Augur Bolas to make sure you at least hit something that's spell-worthy. It's... Right. Anyway, well, but that's Popper. Popper's great. Check it out. Um, check the list out. If you ever have a Popper event near you, if you're at a GP, there's tons of Popper events. If you're going to GP Seattle, bring a Popper deck. There's events literally every day with a Popper double up on Sunday that I will sure, assuredly be playing in. That is excellent. So, moving on, we're going to talk about Dominaria, the latest set in Magic the Gathering coming out. There was the unfortunate leak. Uh, I have actually read the re- the release notes, but Ian has not, and so I we were only going to talk about the cards that have been officially previewed by Wizards of the Coast and the people who they give out previews to. The tagline for Dominaria is "Gather Your Legends" or "Gather Legends," excuse me, which means that they're really focusing on the history of Dominaria, and as part of it, you are going to, you are guaranteed to get a legendary creature in every pack of Dominaria, which is kind of sweet. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty sick, and like we've seen that with a couple of them. Uh, for instance, Danitha Capuchin, Paragon, two and a white, two two, legendary creature, human knight, at uncommon. I think this I think this set is going to fix the Kamigawa problem, except not as dense. Yeah, if that makes sense. First strike, vigilant, lifelink, or an equipment spells you cast cause one less to cast. She's a sick card, and she's an uncommon. Yep. I mean, she's the like other- a two two for three, but still. Also, uh, there's a new frame treatment for legendary for legendary creature or legendary permanents. I think in general, yes, there's a little flare at the top that, that uh, is like an accentuation of the pin lines, which is really cool. I'm not entirely uh, sold on it yet. I like it. I uh, said the yet. other one. So yeah, the other one that we know that's an uncommon because there there is one rare legend that we know about is Shauna Sisse's legacy, which is Captain Sisse's descendant. She is green white for a zero zero legendary human warrior, also at uncommon. Uh, she can't be the target of abilities your opponents control. No, I didn't say hexproof. She she can't be targeted by spells, but she can't be targeted by abilities, so she can't be chupacabra. And she gets plus one plus one for each creature you control. So she's a baseline one one for she two. She is. She's a one one for two. She's essentially sign of the wilds, which was for, originally printed in Ravnica at rare. Was in Modern Masters twenty fifteen as a common, which was one GG. Its power times is equal to the number of creatures you control. Yeah, I remember whenever that got downshifted, I was like, whoa, talk about a downshift. But this is like... Oh my god, yeah. Uh, the other legendary creature that we know about uh, in the set is um, Zahid, Jin of the Lamp, which is probably one of the most flavorful cards I've ever seen. Uh, it is four blue blue for a five six legendary Jin at rare. It is a creature, obviously. It has flying, so it's literally Mahamodi Jin. But you may pay three and a blue and tap an untapped artifact you control rather than pay this spell's mana cost. You it, can pay four mana and rub the lamp to summon the djinn. It's is amazing. pretty freaking cool. It's awesome. Uh, also, by the way, uh, Shauna is um, one of the FNM promos. And the FNM promos have a sweet treatment, which you can find. Um, we kind of gave them the Planar Chaos treatment with a darker frame and white text. They're beautiful. 
Yeah, uh, so the text box is, like, dark, and they've, like, flipped, inverted the color, so you have, like, almost in your black background with, like, white lettering, and it's really freaking cool, and if this is what... So, and also, one thing we should also mention, too, I don't know if you mentioned it before, or we've mentioned it yet, sadly, in a way, I guess you can say sadly, they are not doing alternate arts anymore for F&M promos. Uh, They have a good reason for that, and... Well, it was cool to get the cool alt art promo and stuff like that. If you remember, everyone's like, well, we got when we moved away from FNM promos because we were whiffing on what we thought was actually worthwhile in standard. They can easily just be like, this card's good in standard. Uh, a month and a half later, we can just go print it and give it the same art and have you guys have relevant standard or relevant modern FNM promos. So one of the first ones we know is opt. With great art, by the way. It shows Teferi looking at a gem with his Planeswalker spark in it in front of a picture of young not a Teferi. Picture, not a picture. It's or a, a statue, giant. excuse me, of old Teferi, hold, younger Teferi holding a giant orb. It's great. Yeah. And we, the funny part is we actually see that giant statue on the Zalfirin, land. Zalfir, Zalfirin Void, I believe? Or is yeah, it it's the art? promo of Zalfirin Void. Yeah, yeah, the, the actual... the. Uh, I forget which promo it is, but yeah, Zolfren Void, by the way, is an uncommon land. When it enters the battlefield, scry one and it taps to add Cuddleless to your mana pool. It's also yeah. the, like it's also the most heartbreakingly flavorful card ever. It really is. Uh, it also parallels nicely with um, Teferi's Protection, uh, which this both cards were done by the same artist. Yeah. Um, also, it's a, it's it's excellent that Zolfren Void has that you know ETB text. Otherwise, it'd be a waste. Uh, moving on. Uh, the other FNM promo is... Oh my is... god. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> boo. I didn't come up with that one. I don't care, but boo. <laughs> uh, the other FNM promo is Cast Down, one in a black uncommon instant. Destroy target non-legendary creature. Um, it is the exact opposite of Hero's Demise from Kamigawa, which was one in a black destroy target legendary creature. I think this is that's actually going to be really like depending on how playable some of these legendaries are. Like cast down is going to be, it's like the new Doom Blade. Yeah, it's going to be very good. Also, thank God it's uncommon. Um, I mean, it doesn't hit Scarab God. It doesn't hit Scarab God, but not many things do. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about is the fact that they are now doing legendary sorceries. Uh, the one that we know about is Urza's Ruinous Blast. Uh, it is four and a white for a legendary sorcery. That says exile all non-land permanents that aren't legendary. Uh, but in order to cast a legendary sorcery, you must control either a legendary creature or planeswalker. And all the planeswalkers are now legendary, so the flavor kind of fits. So, in order to cast the sorcery, you have to have a legend. Yeah. And the ones that we've seen, Urza's Ruinous Blast, excuse me, is the only one that we've seen. And it actually depicts Urza causing the Ice Age. Um, it's him activating the Golgat. Golgathian Silex. Golgathian? Yeah, it's one of the, it's G something Silex. Yes. Golgathian Silex. One of the one of those. Someone Golgothian. in the community. Golgothian. Sorry. There we go. I was putting uh, an are, A where the second O should have been. Yeah. Uh, there are others that were in the um, in the rules document, but again, we're not going to talk about them until they're spoiled. Nope. Um, but Urza's Ruinous Blast looks like well, A, it's four and a white. Why is it not three white white? I don't know. Um. Also, it's going to really depend on how good this card is because um, Scarab God doesn't get hit by this, which is probably one of the best things to hit with an Urza's Ruinous Blast. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how good this is. 
Yeah. Uh, I Again, we don't have a whole lot of the cards yet, so we're looking at some of these in, in a near vacuum in terms of how we're evaluating them. So, you know, see yeah, how no. it goes. You know, it'll yeah. be it'll be very interesting to see where Urza's Runus Blast shakes out. Uh, I think it's definitely going to be hilarious in the Captain Sisse EDH decks, where like well, this everything is good in Commander control. regardless. Well, what it I'm saying, get rid of commanders, but well, but I'm saying like Captain Sisse one that's like the legendary EDH de- deck. You know, what I'm oh saying? yeah, that's true. That is correct. Like literally, like oh, I get to keep all of my things. <laughs> GGS. Exactly. Uh, so, if you're looking at the notes, I'm just going to skip that second line and we'll talk about the other two first because they're a little bit easier to talk about. Yeah, that works. For uh, me. So, uh, one thing is that there's now cards that reference historic spells. Um, for example, there's Sarah Disciple, one in the white for a 1 1 flying first strike at common. It's a bird cleric, not as cool as a bird wizard. And it says, whenever you cast a historic spell, I guess the Sarah's Disciple gets plus 1 plus 1 till end of turn. Uh, artifacts, legends, and sagas, which we'll talk about later, are historic. Uh, so there's a few other cards that are going to care about historic cards. It's not like a – historic is almost like a writer like Devoid was. It doesn't mean a whole bunch, um, but there are going to be cards that care about it. It's funny that, like, they're trying to classify this, but they have – like, for right now, they have to, you know, give the reminder text. It's like, hey, we're kind of looping all these things together, so eventually we can just call things historic. But for right now, this is what they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if historical will last – outside of dominaria but we'll we'll see either way it's a kind of it's a neat little nudge to the yeah. fact that like yes this is a plane that we have been to long long ago yeah uh kicker is back after cycling came back in amonkhet uh the one card that we know about is academy drake well there's no others cards but the first one is academy drake it's two and a blue for a two two drake at common with flying it's literally wind drake and it has kicker for four which says if the Academy Drake was kicked, enters the battlefield with two plus and plus one counters on it. Uh, remember that kicker basically says as an additional cost, you may pay whatever the kicker cost is when you cast the spell, and you usually get a bigger effect. Uh, there's a lot of other mechanics that are kind of like kicker. Um, for example, uh, overload is a kicker like spe- kicker like mechanic. Surge or surge from uh, Journey into Nyx was a kicker like mechanic. The surge was the. Uh... Oh no, Surge was, uh, I'm thinking, uh, oh, Strive. Strive is the word I'm, is yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, kick, or, I, Surge is kind of kicker-like. Sur- no, Surge was like, if it's the second spell cast, or it's, it's cheaper, not yeah. the first spell, yeah. Correct. So or yeah, so Kicker bonus. tends to do some spicier things, like uh, Keldon Overseer, three, two and a red for a 3-1 human warrior at common. It has Kicker for three and a red. It has haste, and if you when it airs the battlefield, if it was kicked, you get to act your treason something else. So it's a five red red, three one haste, take your biggest thing, hit you with it. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a common, so yeah, it's not terrible. It's not terrible, but it's very expensive. It, yeah. it, it Everyone is is quick to say, it's no Eldrazi Obligator, and like, of course not. What is Eldrazi Obligator was a rare, and you had to exactly. have wingdings. <laughs> and you had to have wingdings. Now, let's cycle back to that saga thing. I mentioned. Oh my Ian, god, these cards. What are sagas? So saga is a new subtype of enchantments. Mm-hmm. And since we mentioned we're going back to Dominaria, what these sagas are depicting is through various forms, be it like statue, like some art. So the art on these are just, I have to say right off the bat, probably some of the best art design or art direction that Wizards has had probably forever. 
So the big thing with the art, they're bananas. Is that so yeah. instead of so th- how the cards are visually laid out are not like real Magic cards. Which if you've seen uh, Magic Man Sam's video, hour long video on card frames, you should. They're great. But follow the Thran. Uh, the art is not above the rules text. The rules text is on the left side of the card, and the art's on the right side of the card. So it looks like a portrait, and they're all amazing, and they make amazing phone wallpapers. Ugh. Yeah, so for so what it does is like how this is is the art is now like very column based on the the right hand side of the art instead of being on the top of the text box. The text box is off to your left and it reads as the saga enters and after your draw step, added lore counter, sacrifice after one. Or three. Or three, after three, my bad. So you should put enter battlefield, you put a counter on one, you get the effect on one. The next turn, and the next you turn when you draw step, you move that counter to two, and then when you after your next turn, you move it to three, and then you sack it after that third effect. Now, what's kind of cool is it's like you know, think about sagas. It's it's the history, a lot of their historical events, stuff that has already happened, or what the people of the plane of Dominaria have told in their stories and passed down, like the time of ice, three and a blue, both one and two are tap target creature and opponent controls it does not untap during its controller's untap step for as long as you control time of ice and three is return all tap creatures to their owner's hands so you basically get to pick off two of your opponents like best creatures and you price them into making sure they don't attack on that one turn unless they have vigilance otherwise they get returned to their hand and tempo Mm. but that one in particular has basically a tapestry like look to its art there's another Uh, one yeah yeah, the the birth of, or not the birth. Of no, Shia, I was going to I was going to get the the first eruption, but that was oh, yeah, yeah. that one's actually the like, first eruption. Yeah, that, that one actually, actually looks like a tapestry. Yeah, well, I remember, the time of ice is more of like a, a drawing you would have seen in like kind of a medieval book. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, we have Triumph of Gerard, one in a white. Uh, both one and two are put a one-one counter on target creature you control with the greatest power. So like reverse bolster, and. Three is target creature you control with the greatest power against flying, first strike, and lifelink until end of turn. And it depicts a statue of Gerard, but it's symbolic of the moment of, uh, depicted on Legacy Weapon, or I think Vindicate as well, where yeah. it's channeling the Null Moon, which here, here we're doing it's a story. Null Moon's Ultran artifact has power. Channeling white mana through that, through the Legacy Weapon of uh, the Weatherlight, to kill Yogmoth, the old god of Phyrexia. uh, the Frexians. Now, in that, Gerard is just basically holding a staff, but the staff is basically on one end, the Null Moon, the sh- the beam of light, and the end of it is the weather light. So it looks like a statue, and it's really freaking cool. And each one of these has its own art style. Yeah, like History of Benalia is uh, a mythic saga. One white, white. Uh, one and two are create a two-two knight white white knight creature token with vigilance, and three your knights get plus two plus one till end of turn. The art looks like stained glass, and it's amazing. Noah Bradley killed it like he usually does. Oh yeah, that card was bananas card, good looking. Yeah. Uh, there's also follow the Thran, which is a rare saga. Three and five and a white one destroy all lands. Two and three each player returns two land cards from their graveyard to the battlefield. It's kind of like a bass relief almost, or like a stone etching. It's not like it's not like not quite cave painting. It's kind of like I said, like a, ba- a bass relief almost. Yeah, and the funny part is, is like we know that it's the current modern day Dominarians doing this because it has invasion era. It's like Fall of the Thrones, like 
way, 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 way back in magic history yeah. from where we're at right now, like tens and tens of thousands of years, or at least yeah. thousands and thousands of years in the past. And invasion happened like within recent memory for some of these people. So they yeah. used those Phyrexians because they didn't know what the old Phyrexians looked like. So it's kind of yeah. cool, like how they intermingled the old and new. Either way, also, also all are- the sagas have like kind of a watermark almost of their art to an extent, which is which is awesome because the Phyrexian scriptures the is the first one that we saw is a black one and has the Phyrexian watermark on it. Oh, so good! Oh, the the mask of Yawgmoth. No, it actually has the Phyrexian um, – well, the Mask of Yawgmoth is displayed prominently in the art by Joseph Meehan, who also killed it. But the watermark on Phyrexian scriptures is the Phyrexian watermark. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, through. yeah, yeah. Behind yeah. the uh, – Behind the text, yeah. Behind the text, yeah. I didn't see that on like the smaller thing, but yeah. yeah. It is really freaking cool. Um, sagas, regardless of – if they're playable or not, I feel like foils of those are just going to be like really cool to own. Oh, also again, they also make amazing um, phone backgrounds or lock oh, screens. Yeah, and also speaking of backgrounds and screens and stuff like that, the background of the day for wizards is the f- map of Dominaria. Of Dominaria. Yeah. Also, of Dominaria by the way, is also sick. The Steve Belden original artwork for First Eruption, as of literally right now, when we're recording this, is. Just a hair under $3,500 on eBay. Oh. And it has four days left. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty penny on that one because it's oil painting. Spicy. Traditional painted. And it yeah. looks like it's woven. It's it's Tr- traditionally it's a painted. traditional painting of a tapestry. It blows my freaking mind. It's so good. So Sagas, I think it's an interesting They're new design really space cool. they got into. So They're really cool. Speaking of interesting new design space... Yeah, so so moving, um, we're gonna move away a little bit from Dominaria, but this is kind of a, a new format. Kind of mentioned yeah, the title so, that's being unveiled, really, kind of with Dominaria. Or so Gavin Verhey or Blake teased this last week, and then Gavin Verhey introduced it. Where there's a new format that they're calling Brawl, Brawl. Uh, which the TLDR is it is sixty card, thirty life, standard commander. With the exception that you can play, play yeah, single like, like yeah, commit, that's I was I was kind of putting that together with commander, but mm. yeah, uh, with the exception that you can play planeswalkers as the leader of your brawl deck. Also, yeah. Nicol Brolis is one on one. Nicol Brolis, he's in. Yep. Uh, 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 it doesn't have to be green. Well, blue. The thing with brawl is it doesn't have to be multiplayers. It can be one v one. Um, yeah, so you can have a 1v1 deck that's specifically aimed at like targeting this, or you can look at the each opponent clause that might not be on a lot of cards, but like you can focus on some of that for yeah. a multiplayer deck. I was so I'm not super excited about Brawl. I may try it out depending on how much traction it gets locally. Um, a lot of people are less less hot on it because it's not Commander. It's kind of it's kind of like Training Wheels Commander, which is not a knock against the format, which is it's literally what it is. Um, so so here's and here's the thing, like. I know some people like you, you're not super hot about it. I'm kind of just being like, all right, get back to me once Dominaria's full set spo- full spoiler releases for the set, and then I'll look at the generals that I could possibly play with, and then I'll let you know if I'm going to be interested in possibly cobbling together a brawl deck. Like you said, it's kind of training wheels-ish, but I think it's cool in that you could basically go to the store. So people would do the old uh, deck builders toolbox leagues, right? Yeah. This feels like you can just go to the store repurpose that if you want to do the deck builders toolbox league and then take everything you have in there 
cobble together a, a, a basic brawl deck and just go to town and have fun. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I will really say cool. that I, I became immediately excited about brawl and then immediately disinterested in brawl after having the epiphany and then realization that Tamiyo field researcher is not in standard. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Tamiyo, dude, yeah. Tamiyo deck would have been bananas and love it. But it would have been real good. So here's the fun part, though, about this. This is not something that they've just kind of like instantly come up with. Now remember, Magic the Gathering sets go through a multi multi year development cycle. One of the people who works at Wizards that I follow on Twitter, she's great, Allie Medwin, mentioned having an Eilie Eternal Pilgrim brawl deck. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Battle for Zendikar block. This has been kicking. <laughs> this has been kicking around internally in Watsi for two years. And they got they the have, idea from another Watsi employee who basically they came up with this format to help people get into Commander. Yeah, and then the people at Wizards liked it so much that they said, "Well, why don't we just make this a format?" Yeah. So this is not like one of those like, "Oh, we just look at this format that's hot and spicy and new." It's like, no, they've been literally playing this a lot internally and just couldn't talk about it. Because yeah, originally, also- the guy was, they, originally some of the deck challenges they had were, hey, go grab cards that are on your desk and build a deck out of that. Yeah. First off, I, I, I can't really knock them and be like, oh, grab cards off your desk. Ha, ha, ha. I just opened one of my drawers next to me. I'm like, well, I've got like 300 cards in there. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's one of those it's one of those cool little interesting formats. I think it's not going it's not going to be huge, but I think it's going to have a very rabid fan base. I just like Commander. And Just again, like, like you, you're a commander player. It's not necessarily for you. Which is totally fine. No, a yeah. lot of people forget that, that things cannot be for you. Why is it making this thing not for me? Like, dude, just enjoy that people are, ex- like, like we mentioned with sagas, they're expanding the design space. They're expanding yeah. the format space out there. It's cool. Speak- it's new. Just let's see how it goes. Just let people like things. Uh, speaking of things that may not be for you, uh, Arena has had the NDA lifted and the closed. They're still in closed beta, but they've been handing out in, uh, beta keys online and on social media. Uh, and I think they've sent out. They're sending out a lot of emails as well. So if you've signed up for the beta, check your email. If you're yeah, not if, in already. If you have Twitter, also check or uh, you set it's alerts. MTG underscore Arena is their Twitter account. Yeah, John, uh, you got you out. got a beta key off of that by following and entering. In Somehow, I got it. I don't know how. I, I beat tried the bots. for like six hours. Yeah, beat I really, the bots. Literally beat the bots. So um, I've actually had Arena beta for a little while. Unfortunately, due to work circumstances, uh, yeah, I couldn't play a whole lot. But we've both played the, it a little bit. Cracked open the initial couple packs. You get through it. You actually wrote a a really good article on the current state of the economy. We can talk about yeah, that in a little the, bit. The but. economy of Arena, we talked about it before, and they changed, they tweaked some things about it. Um, I'll put a link to the article in the description. It's also on my Twitter account. Um, you can find it there. It's my pinned tweet on my profile. Um, the My conclusion of right now is that I don't think Arena is for me because the economy for, especially how it is now without the ability to pay like real dollars into it, is very slow. There's an excellent article that was published uh, today uh, on an Eternal website by uh, Neon Blonde, uh, where he talks about how long it would take to grind a, quote, tier deck. And in order to grind a tier one deck, uh, which by his uh, metrics were included eight mythics, and I think it was like 20 or so rares, would take you 75 days. 
Jeez. And that's without paying into it. And that's, and that's just completely doing free to play based on the economy as is. Um, it is my opinion that the arena economy needs to be improved. If the, if the, if the goal of arena is to house competitive play, however, based on how the, how the economy is designed, I do not think that that is their intended market. Which is what the which is what my article goes into, and I'm thinking up another article of things that I would do to improve the economy. I don't want to get too into it yet uh, because I'm still kind of throwing ideas around in my head that aren't just ridiculous and <laughs> totally infeasible. Because I want to give like actually good advice and not uh, what some people on Reddit are saying, where they say just give us a playset of all the comments. That would be that's we don't want these you know incidental random promos. It would just give us all the comments, and they're never going to do that, so stop asking for it. Yeah, uh, whether or not they introduce a sharding system or a dusting system like Hearthstone has with their cards, we can, you know, knock them down and get them, you know, build a wild card that you can use to then pay for whatever cards you want. Yeah. Uh, I know I've lucked out, I think, into a mythic and a rare. When in my So when you first open the beta... You're given three of each set. So you've got three Amaquette, three Hour, three Rivals, and three Ixalan. And right. you can open them up. I lucked out into opening a, a Scarab God. Oh, by the way, apparently the meta is you're playing blue-black control if you happen to luck into the Scarab God. Or you're hmm. playing like a Dinosaurs or Vampires or Merfolk. Yeah, you're basically going yeah. Tribal. <laughs> um, basically. No, but it's it's from everyone's like, man, just running another blue-black deck again. Well... I, I won't lie, I've been playing a lot of my games with blue-black just because I lucked into a Scarab God and a Vraska, and it has Vraska Contempt. I lucked into a couple other removal spells and draw spells. So I was just like, eh, looks like I'm playing blue-black for a little bit. Right. Until I grind some other cards out. I... It's fun. There's no sideboards yet. Uh, so you're oh. literally just jamming one game and gone. Uh, so you can kind of punch through a couple good games quickly, which is kind of fun. It's this. It's magic. Um, right. That it's it's literally just the magic. Like I didn't feel any different, which is fine. Uh, I don't know if they've pushed any new builds out to it since I last opened it, like a couple days ago. Well, there is the thing where um, every time you log in, you're gonna get. Well, when you get your account, you or you got your account after they did a, a wipe between the pre NDA closed beta and the post NDA closed beta. You got three packs of every set of Ixalan, Rivals of Ixalan, Amonkhet, and Our Devastation. Then you automatically get a pack every week of Amaket Hour Devastation and Ixalan. Um, and you can earn three weekly packs for five, ten, and fifteen wins of Rivals of Ixalan. But beyond all that, yeah. It's so the the main kind of thing is like I just I don't know. It's weird in that the how the mana taps. Like that's kind of my biggest beef so far. Um I, I don't like I say that's why I don't know if they push a new build for it yet, like to change that kind of thing. But I've had situations where if you just kind of drag the card out to cast it, it'll auto select and usually tap you out of the mana you want for it. Yeah. So what people have said is like, hey, just tap the mana you want to pay for it and just drag it out and it'll cast it off that mana. It won't auto tap after that. But I feel like a more intuitive, maybe like way to click through like a couple of different mana options to pay out of the out of your lands yeah might be something to add in there i don't know if there is a key bind for it i haven't yeah. found it yet so like, i don't mind well a you can hit z for full control uh and you could turn off auto tap into options okay. but i don't mind auto tap in general there's only been a few times where i've actively been like i don't want to auto tap for this because 
one of the weird things, if, if I have five lands, and one of them is one of the pain deserts, and I have two two drops, it'll tap every land except the pain, except for the desert. Yeah, it it prioritizes non-special, it prioritizes like non-special lands first, so even if I have a uh, so I have a uh, the scry, the artifact can't think of it, thematic compass which tra- oh trans- no, not, 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 no, the, not compass. the compass um, treasure map yeah, I have treasure map, which flips over, and that you know, can you tap for colorless, or you can tap sack a treasure and draw a card. If I just want to tap that for colorless, it won't do that unless I intentionally tap it, or it's the last thing to pay for mana. Right. Like, if I'm like, oh, I want to pay blue and a colorless with this one, because I can leave my black, black, blue up for a kill spell, it's like, no, bro. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta tap yeah. it manually first. Uh, it's kind of annoying, but... Again, I, I think it's one of those things where having it's it's really a weird situation of uh getting newer players who might not be fully aware of that. So it's like, oh magic pick up magic arena, it's kind of a fun way to play. Now, obviously people who are gonna be in the beta are gonna be people who want to play magic, but down the yeah. road when people who can just get into the game anyway free to play, they might be a little bit miffed if, you know, they're going to cast a spell and it taps them out of being able to cast two things. And they're like, well, the heck man. Yeah. It's, it's it's like for, for non-power users, like having that be the default is kind of, they need to, I think they need to improve just like the logic behind it. That's all right. And that's, that's really, and to be fair, if that's my biggest beef on it, they're doing a good job. Uh, from when, when the pre NDA beta came out to the beta. Now they've cleaned up the menu system a heck of a lot. It looks a lot nicer than what it was. It, the, most of the same functionality is still there, but it was a lot more rough. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I didn't take any screenshots or anything, but well, the yeah, obviously, um, you know, compare you know people people do take screenshots of the internal beta. Wait till the NDA is lifted and be like, hey, this is like you know, build this, 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 this. You can do have like the also. Like, trail I mean, of- Wizards was also doing streams of the pre- of the pre NDA beta, so it's yeah, not so like you can. Yeah, so you, you've seen some of the pre-NDA things. It looked a little clunky in the interface. The the menu system, when you pulled up your uh, options thing, was kind of like weird. Uh, but it's a lot more crisp and clean now, and I expect them to continue to look at that. I mean, they're probably still going to have tons and tons of time to work on the economy yeah. right now. Uh, they have just a whole bunch of uh, like time, I guess is what we can just straight up call it. They have time right now. To get this initial feedback, hear what players who are going to be doing it, see if, you know, all right, you know, pros might not be as super into it as they would hope, but I mean, hey, pros have magic online right now. This is more for the, I want to play a quick, like, game of magic or two, and I've got like 10 minutes to do it, but I don't have the time to go play a full three rounds on magic online. Exactly. Right so now. It's, if they have it's, a, if they have a single mode, I know they might be moving to the, you know, best out of three with a cyborg kind of thing if they keep just like single battle fight modes as well like pre-cyborg just you get one round go like for a quick game i would love them to keep that option right love it because i've picked up a couple games just like okay cool go (laughs) fun fact is though if you actually i saw this happen i think kenji today if you end a game and then quickly queue up right afterwards you have a high chance of getting paired up against the person you just played because they both unless they both queued up at the same time Ooh. 
Like he actually got paired up back to back against an opponent just because they queued up again right out of the right out of their previous match at the same time. Mm, that's gonna be an, that's a bug, I think. But yeah, well, again, anyways, plenty of time for them to fix it. I think it's going in the right direction. Um, now we can actually talk about it. I do like Arena. Mm-hmm. It's it is fun and it definitely plays well. And, um, and and kind of in our you know our talk of basically in the line of where it is, it might not be for you as a Magic player. Yeah. But, but don't knock it until you've tried it, because yeah. it's definitely a format I feel where, or a uh, not format, a client to play Magic. That once we get the gosh darn tablet iteration of this, I will love it. <laughs> yeah, like once this put, gets put, this gets put on mobile, the game changes entirely. Oh yeah, like that's literally what I'm waiting for right now is give me my mobile version so I can put it on my iPad, please. So I can just go sit in bed and just cast magic spells. Exactly. That's all I want from a game. Just let me let me sit in bed on my iPad and play with it. Yeah. So, we have a little bit of time. And let's talk about probably one of the biggest puzzlers that I've ever seen for Magic the Puzzling. Okay, magic- so this is this is really spicy. John showed me this and I was like so it turns out that the, that the solution that I had that that I had found with with some other people doesn't work. But I'm still going to go through what our what we thought our solution was because it's gonna, it's really really cool. Uh, this was put forward by uh, a store out in New Jersey called the Bearded Dragon, which they call their accumulated knowledge. Uh, where basically they they have this this um, board state for your opponent, and here is the scenario. Your opponent has no hand, no library, one life, and 18 permanents that I'm going to list later so that you know all the rules ahead of time. So no hand, no library, one life, and 18 permanents. You have no hand, any amount of starting life you want, any cards you want in your library, in any order you want them. Um, in fact, basically, when you they also say when you like when you draw a card, you can just choose which card you want. You can just demonic tutor every turn. And you start with no permanents on the battlefield. This is not an extra format like Planes, Commander, or whatever. You take turns as normal. However, the opponent will, t- will do no actions except acknowledge their triggered abilities and their static abilities. So, what is the board state? So, we're going to, we're going to, for those of you at home, we are absolutely going to post gonna a put picture a of this because, good lord, when I first looked at it, it's. There's a lot How going many on. many cards? Six? It's, it's 18, 18. 18 cards? Yeah. It's, 18 permanents. It's a lot to process. So, John, just give us, like, some n- nitty-gritty of what it, you're locked out from doing. So, the per- the, the lock is Eidolon of Rhetoric, Enchantment Creature. Each player can only cast can't cast more than one spell each turn. Arayo's Essence, which is a, a flip of Arayo Sorotami Ascendant from, from Sabres of Kamigawa. Counter the first spell played by each opponent each turn. Leyline of the Void. Uh, if a card would go to your opponent's graveyard, exile it. Abyssin Angel of Hope, your permanents are indestructible. Sigarda Host of Herons, uh, your opponents can't cause you to sacrifice permanents. Greater Oromancy, your other enchantments have Shroud, and enchanted creatures have Shroud. Mirror Gallery, the legend rule doesn't apply. Elishnorn Grand Cenobite, the relevant text, Apo- creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two. Progenitor Mimic, cloning Elishnorn, which says at the beginning of your upkeep, make a copy of this creature if it's not a token. Stabilizer, you can't cycle cards. Meddling Mage, which it which says you can't cast players can't or the named card can't be played, which in this case is Genesis Hydra. Uh, Back to Basics, which says non-basic lands don't untap. Blazing Archon, creatures can't attack you. Perforos God of the Forge, uh, whenever a creature comes into play, each opponent takes two damage. 
Witch Bane Orb, you have Hexproof. Platinum Angel, you can't win, you can't lose the game, your opponents can't win the game. Frozen Ether, artifacts, creatures, and lands you, your opponents control come into play tapped. And Privilege Position, which gives your other impermanent Hexproof. So, you're essentially, you can't play any card, like, you, if you were to go cast a spell, it gets countered immediately, and you can't cast another one each turn. Creatures on the battlefield have to have five toughness or greater. Five power turn toughness. Turn one. Five, yeah, five toughness or, or uh, power toughness or greater. Turn one. Otherwise, they die to double Elishnorn. They also get another Elishnorn every upkeep. You can't go to your yeah. So that gets that spirals out of control really quick. Uh, so the, here the Genesis. Oh, actually, hold on, John. Tell us why Genesis Hydra is the card name with meddling mage. So, Genesis Hydra, for those who played Standard back when M15 was in Standard, it's XGG for a 0-0 Hydra. It enters the battlefield with X plus plus counters on it, but that's not the relevant text here. The relevant text is when you cast it, reveal the top X cards of your library, then put a permanent card or a non-land permanent with CMC X or less into play, and then put the rest on the bottom in a random order. Um, because otherwise, what you do is you go Genesis Hydra for 7 without, without Meddling Mage. You Genesis Hydra for 7. Hit Cataract Leviathan, which is a big, or uh, X has to be eight, actually, not seven. But Cataract Leviathan is from Shards of Alara. It has Unearth, which is not relevant. Uh, but when you when it comes into play, return all non-land permanent, all other non-land permanents to their owner's hands. And so you, G Hyd- you Genesis Hydra for eight, you put Cataract Leviathan into play, all their permanents go back to your their hand, you attack them for one. Or you attack them for seven. And then they're dead. Or they die on their, uh, they actually die on their draw step, because they don't have a library. But... Here's the things you can't do. You can't win the game. You can't destroy their permanents. You can't target their permanents. You can't target your opponent. You can't put things into your graveyard. You can't cast more than one spell. You can't attack them with creatures. You can't cast Genesis Hydra. You can't cycle cards. You can't make your opponent sacrifice permanents. You can't put artifacts, creatures, or lands into play untapped. And you can't untap uh, non-basic lands. And this is... To, up to now, I think a very hard lock because so we we had a solution, and the solution was really wacky, except for the fact that state based effects ruin us because we'll never break parity. But are you ready for how your deck is stacked? Oh, by the way, you can also uh, ignore the um, four of rule, which they don't say here. But you can ha- you don't have to worry about four ofs. You can play twenty seven Jace the Mind Sculptors if you wanted to. Yeah. So what were you guys thinking might have worked, but so, it's not. First up, your first eight draws are Eye of Ugin. Okay. Which is going to come into play tapped, but that's not relevant because it just makes all your, your colorless Eldrazi cost two less. Then you draw two islands and a forest. Then you put them into play. And they're going to be untapped because they're going to be untapped because they're... Or they'll come into play tapped, but they'll untap on your next turn because of back, how Back to Basics works. The next card you draw is Skyscriping, which is X blue blue for a sorcery. Each player draws X cards. But it has forecast, which says, uh, reveal this card from your hand, and in this case, pay two and a blue. Only do this on your upkeep, and only once each upkeep, each player draws a card. And so now, every turn, you can skyscribing and draw an extra card. Those extra cards are a basic land, and Emrakul the Eons Torn. <laughs> for the next 50 turns. Because it, you can cast Emrakul the Eons Torn, she's going to die immediately to stays-based effects, because your opponent at this point is going to have around 12 Elish Norns. But you're going to take an extra turn after this. And, it's, and it can't be countered by Arayo because Emrakul can't be countered. Then eventually you draw Altered Ego, which is X2 blue green 
from Shadows of Innistrad is a 0-0 clone that can't be countered that comes into play with X plus plus counters on it. So at this point, your creatures are getting minus around minus 24, minus 24 from your opponents and from your opponents Elishnords. So you cast uh, Altered Ego with X equals 28, cloning the original progenitor mimic copy of Elishnord. Oh wow! It survives. But that's also the only spell you can cast that turn because of um, uh, Idolot of Rhetoric. Now, how we thought the loop would work is that then eventually you start chaining together Skyscribings and Emrakuls until you can assemble more, until you can get enough Elishnorns off of these Altered Egos to kill your opponent's board and then and essentially kill them at that point. Except for the problem that all those triggers happen independently. Because of it, like you could play an arbitrary number of altered egos cloning Elishnorns, but you never break Elishnorn parity because they're always going to be ten up on you. So it turns out that our that it does not that our solution doesn't work. Womp womp. Yeah, yeah, it kind of stinks, but it, it's a very interesting puzzle. And like, it took a while for John to explain it, but it's one of those you look at it and you're like, I literally can't do anything. <laughs> it's it's so you try bad. to think like what what is, what you're able to do. And there have been a, there are a few times where I was like, oh, I just have to put Haunted Dead in my graveyard and start pitching creatures to my, into my graveyard until I have enough creatures in my graveyard that I can have an arbitrarily large, like, Lurgoyf or whatever. And but meanwhile, Leyline of the Void just like, nope. Can't do that. <laughs> can't do uh, it. Someone is like, what about Tabernacle of Pendril Veil, which is an excellent, which is an excellent try, which is a legendary land that says creatures gain at the beginning of your upkeep, pay one if you don't destroy this creature. But Avacyn Angel of Hope just stops that because your permanents are indestructible. Uh, you can't cycle cards to get cycling effects, so stabilizer is a no-go. You can't Genesis Hydra because Genesis Hydra stops the meddling mage shenanigan is stopped by meddling mage. You can't target them because of Witchbane Orb. Uh, you can't play non-basics to untap things. So like you can't play Basaju, uh, which you can tap it and pay two life to make a mana, and then the next instant of sorcery you cast is is uncounterable. Because otherwise, evacuation or not well, evacuation or upheaval would work as well. There's a lot of ways you can break this parody, except you can't do any of them. Yeah, it's like the reason why they pick these specific 18 cards is because they create that perfect kind of protection loop where, like, I could do th- oh no, I can't do that. I could do this, but no, I can't do that because this card says it. I could do this to get rid of these five things, but this other sixth card right here says I can't do it. It's it's devious. It is real. It is a firm lock, and we thought we had it. We thought we had it, but at the end of the day, we did not. See, here's the here's it. the thing. I can look at that. I can. I'm like I'm one of the people who I look at this and I'm like, I appreciate this for what this is. There is literally no <laughs> chance in hell that I am ever going to solve this because I don't know the card pool of Magic's history well enough. I didn't even know Stabilizer was a card. <laughs> yeah, Stabilizer is a rare from Onslaught or from Scourge. Players can't cycle cards. It's so just horrendous. Like, can I just say though, it actually has amazing flavor text. It says, "Hold that thought." <laughs> it really does. It's, oh my god, it's um, so good because it's from a, it's from like the Riptide. Uh, it's like Riptide Survivor, so the Riptide. Yeah, it's actually it's, a Dominaria base, but still, it's it's one of those like, huh. I mean, yeah. I recognize a lot of the cards in the lock. I think Stabil- uh, Frozen Aether and Stabilizer were the only two that I haven't seen before. Like, I've and seen Frozen Privilege Aether. Position. I've seen Greater Oromancy around. Back to Basics got played against me last night when I was streaming Legacy. So Yeah. 
Uh, Frozen Ether, uh, by the way, is from Planar Chaos, and it is a color-shifted kismet. So kismet would also work. Turns out there's redundant pieces to this lock. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, it, like, it's silly. It's like, um, yo, bro, I heard you like redundancy. Like, Eidolata Rhetoric could be Curse of Exhaustion Enchanting You, or it could be Arcane Laboratory, or whatever. It's just that the, this lock is very, very firm. They actually gave you Eidolata Rhetoric so that you have a thought of an, a potential out. Yeah. Ugh. It's 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 a scary one, all right. Yeah, I really hope out, I really hope to see what the uh, the the end of this is, but it's going to be fun. If that said, solution. if you are into these kind of puzzles, yes, we've rambled on for this, but still, I hope you guys enjoy like this kind of little puzzly thing. It's this is totally in John's wheelhouse, and I know he yeah. wanted to share it with the world. Uh, by the way, the Bearded Dragon, again, the, the store in New Jersey, is offering a $25 gift certificate as a reward for solving this. <laughs> so if you can solve it, there'll be a link in the show notes to their Facebook page. Show them, the, give them your solution and see if it works. I just want to be like, bro, 25? Come on. <laughs> Come on. It, 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 this is, oh man, this is so, so silly. It's so silly. I love it. Yeah. It is. I I will say this. If there's one thing I learned from GP Phoenix and doing the uh, multiple escape rooms is that magic players love a good puzzle. And this is a good puzzle. It's very true. So. So anyways, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Ian, if people wanted to find you on these social medias, where can they do so? You guys can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. That is D-I-X-O-N-I-J. You guys can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dix, D-I-X. Uh, I, am go- I-, I was going to stream tonight, but obviously it's already almost 10 o'clock in the evening where I am, and it's even later where John is, and that's just way too late because adulting and sorting cards uh, kind of got in the way because I do have GP Seattle I want to go to, but I will be streaming tomorrow night. So when you listen to this, I'll be streaming later that evening. Follow me on Twitch, follow me on Twitter, you'll see me stream. I'm streaming a lot in the next, like, week and a half as I play a bunch of Legacy for Infect. So, I am playing Infect. Unless I decide that I'm just total trash and don't, not comfortable with deck at all, then I'm just not going to bother with the main event and just go jam side events all weekend long. There you go. I am planning on being there for all four days, so that should be fun. Fun, fun, fun. So, John, where can they find you? If you want to find me on social media, you can do so on Twitter at jwiley129. That is jwiley129. I'm also on Twitch by the same handle. Uh, I am on Arena as uh, John EOTM. Oh, I got I got dicks. I think <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, if you see me in a chat, just say hi. You know. I forgot. I I forgot. I snagged dicks when we were when I got the Arena stuff. Like how it's not gotten taken yet. Mine. I also don't, I also don't know how they let a three a three letter. Uh, I think it's in my. Dis- I think it's just my display name. It's fair. I don't know. Uh, Either way, I I think I show up as Dix or it's Dix and IJ. I don't remember. Yeah. It's one of those two. If you see so, me, say go GGs. Watch Ian. Yeah, go go watch Ian play. In fact, as he gets ready for GP Seattle. Thank you guys so much for listening. And and wait, I already forgot the outro. Dang it. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to y'all next time.